Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the December 21st episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's your Wednesday evening episode of the show. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you listening. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe by hitting that subscribe button, and uh, then you'll get the podcast as soon as they're available. Also, we're over there on Twitter at Um Yeah Sports. We'd love to hear from you. Come join the conversation. Hey, John, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I am good. Uh, we've got quite a bit to talk about, not a lot of time to do it, so let's jump right in. Let's start with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, and is Josh Allen still dealing with a lingering elbow injury that's affecting his game? Yeah, um, we, I think it was week nine where he got hit um, on the last play of the game and yeah. ended up injuring his elbow, and then he proceeded to try to punch the ball out with that bad elbow, uh, and, and you know... You could see a little bit, you know, him being off a little bit throughout the games. Didn't affect him too much. Still able to do what he needs to do. Uh, but recently, there was he's on the injury report with that lingering uh, elbow injury, which is like the first time this season he's been on the injury report uh, and limited in practice. Um, so I think there's, you know, a storyline to watch there, especially as we tick closer and closer to um, to playoff football. Will the Bills try to take it a little easier with him if they because they've already locked in? I mean, what are we gonna like? What is this really gonna look like? But if they keep him in and he keeps doing what he's doing, there's a probability that he can make it worse because he gets hit a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he it's likes always, to run. Yeah, he likes to do stuff. He likes to act like he's a running back. The problem is if they lose Josh Allen there goes any hopes for a playoff yeah. hope um, because obviously they're in, but you can't advance without Josh Allen because Josh, Josh Allen's lifeblood. But if you're not careful with him and you don't take him out, if it's necessary uh, and you don't watch this with caution and, and Josh Allen doesn't take it seriously, I think there's like, is a risk to it uh, because right after the injury, like I said, he literally just tried to punch a ball out of the guy's hands. that was already on the ground with that elbow. So doesn't, he just likes that competitive edge, but uh, you can't do it forever. You got to at some point dial it back a little bit to be careful. But when it pops up on the injury report, that proves that it's been lingering since week nine. It's week yeah. 16. So it's been a while. Quite a while. This yeah. injury has been nagging him and, and, and is there. Um, but you also want to make sure you're not taking a risk with him where you put him in a situation where he tries to throw a football right into a defender's you know helmet and, and it injures his elbow more, causing you know more damage and possible surgery or anything like that so i wouldn't be surprised if this you know spilled into more like the last game of the season uh maybe the second last game of the season they arrest him depending on if this continues being a thing because they don't need any more wins um right they already got the first round by their number one they're locked in it's not it's like an issue of them losing their playoff spot but there's a possibility they might lose their you know star quarterback and obviously like i said at the, after the injury, you could see a little bit of him missing some of his throws, some try to fight through it, try to fight through it. And he's still doing a lot of running recently, a lot of design, you know, runs and things of that nature. Uh, but it, and a lot of that is, you know, it's not him sliding, it's him fighting for the extra yard that you don't really see a lot in quarterbacks. And the reason being is you don't, uh, the <laughs> offense coordinator never wants to see his quarterback, you know, taking unnecessary hits. That's why there's the out of bounds. Um, but I think it's an interesting thing as well, even if it doesn't, you know, get worse, but it stays the same and he gets into the playoffs and he's playing there uh, and it's still nagging him. Um, 
and he you know works it too much could it be a situation where you get into the playoffs a little bit and that is still injuring him and affecting him where he throws a couple of haphazard passes and that could also completely change the complexion of a game so if I'm the Bills I'm looking at this as you know he's been a while since its injuries happened, it's still hurting him. He's still able to play, but you could tell it's affecting his game a little bit. He's now missing practice. You know, there's three games left in the entire season. Uh, maybe we try to dial it back a little bit, you know, dial back the runs, try to give him the ball out of his hands, and maybe even rest him at some point uh, down the stretch of the rest of the season so that he's ready. Because if you rest him last week, you get two weeks off because yeah. of the bye. Yeah. Uh, doing what you need to do to make sure he's healthy and well because the last thing you want is get into that playoffs and get into a situation where you lose him to a play that was unnecessary or you know before the playoffs even began, you lose him before the playoffs. So I think the smarter thing would just be to rest him. But I think it's fascinating this thing is still you know kind of being talked about because it kind of fell to the back burn a little bit. You could see a little bit of something, but you know, nothing too serious, but if it's popping up an injury report, it has to be something that, you know, because this guy's clearly a pretty tough football player. If he's able to do what he's able to do on a weekly basis. So something to watch out for as things tick along. All right. Well, it looks like the green Bay Packers are unlikely to make the postseason uh, this year, but uh, you've got a theory on where their offensive struggles are coming from. Yeah. That's in at number 10 right now. Okay. As far as their playoff position, yeah. just in front of Carolina and the Saints and the Falcons. Yeah, you know, that's just not there's good. NFC. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, during the Monday broadcast, you probably heard it, um, if you're watching it, it was saying that Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were saying that the Packers haven't been watching film together as a complete unit. They were watching it in separate you know, position groups. Uh-huh. So the quarterback's watching it, the running backs are watching it, the wide receivers are watching it. Uh, and there's, and, and uh, their head coach recently changed that. So they're all watching it together so they can all learn Aaron Rodgers. And some of the reports I've been reading online on NFL Network and things of that nature is that Aaron Rodgers has like, I think they said like, it's like 60 to, maybe it's not that high, but it's like, maybe 50 somewhere in that neighborhood of of different calls that he does of different signals that he's going to be doing during the games uh and that they don't tell about the calls because they don't want the media to leak them so that they can use them during a game and 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 Aaron Rodgers keeps them a secret until um the season begins and the rookies don't know what they are so the veterans have to help uh the rookies learn them uh or they have to try to figure it out on the fly. And that doesn't really help when they're all dispersed into separate rooms and they're not yeah. talking to Aaron. They're not figuring stuff out with him and they're just trying to learn it. Um, and I think that's probably where this, um, you know, miscommunications coming from when the star water series, when Devonte Adams with Randall Cobb, after that whole thing, you know, left green Bay over the last few seasons, the wide receiver room fell steeply down. Even when Devonte Adams wasn't there, it fell steeply down. Now, that gives me two things. A, that shows why Devontae Adams got all the passes because he knew all the signals, right? And he was there with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers and he became friends with Aaron Rodgers and he knew what Aaron Rodgers was thinking, which A, or tr- automatically gave him the targets because he knew, you know, how to do exactly what Aaron Rodgers wanted him to do at any given time. With these other, you know, r- uh, rookie guys that are just coming in, they don't know any of this stuff. And when you split them up into separate rooms, then they can't learn it. So then they all put them together and now... It seems like the wide receivers are finally, you know, clicking a little bit more. They're not just finally understanding things. And I have a theory that it probably started that week against Dallas when um, Christian Watson went off for three touchdowns. Now, there's no evidence of I mean, there's evidence of that, but there's not, you know, confirmation of that. And what I mean by evidence is that they played significantly better, the wide receivers did, than they had in any of the weeks prior to that. Uh, so I think that's probably where it switched over. But 
that's probably where this, you know, issues were coming from for Aaron Rodgers, why he was getting frustrated, why things weren't going the way it was supposed to go, why, you know, they just looked like a completely different Packers team than they have in years prior with really good weapons on the offensive uh, uh, at the wide receiver position. Uh, so I think there's that's the um, that's the issue of why the Packers are in this situation they're in because they're usually strong playoff contending team uh, with or without Devontae Adams. Now Devontae Adams makes them even stronger, but they shouldn't have fallen this far, this hard, this fast. Um, and I think you know there's too li- it's too little, too late. Like you can't turn around a season at this point, sitting at the tenth spot. I think at like five and eight, right? You have the Dolphins, they have the Lions, and you have the Vikings as your last three games. Not in that order, but those are your last three games. The Dolphins, I think, is your next game. You're probably going to lose that. I mean, you're gaining a little momentum, but you know, you've struggled against the Rams for a large portion of that game. Um, and then you're going to have to play the Lions, and then, like I said, the Vikings. The Vikings is probably the most winnable game if you do it correctly, but. You know, I think now since they figure this out and they're going in the right direction and they're and they're playing the way you expect them to and they're figuring stuff out and they're getting everyone together in the same room and all that, I think if Aaron Rodgers sticks around and if they want to keep him and they do enough, right? If they don't want to trade him or move him to the net back or anything like that, and they and they, I think this team can look very different than they did this year. I think they've got a chance to be really good because we saw flashes of that this season, and we see what they're able to do when they're all on the same page and they're all meeting together and they're all doing, you know, what is. I, I, I guess I'm not, I've never been in one of those rooms, but you know what I would expect them to have done mm-hmm. uh, from the beginning, because if Aaron Rodgers is that complex doing that many things and trying to figure out all that stuff, you can't expect the wide receivers to learn that on the fly. I mean, yeah. there's too many different things that you have to memorize and, and know, and you have to talk to the veterans. So to you find think it. they should go simplify their quarterback, go get uh, a simpler quarterback. Not, I mean, time to move on. That would be a good option, but if they want to keep Aaron Rodgers, at least allow him to be in the same room with Aaron yeah. Rodgers and figure out what he's talking no, he's about. He's old and grumpy. Oh yeah, you don't put him in the same room with the receivers. You don't know what's going to happen. I guess for- <laughs> leave the old grumpy guy out. There's you know, the, leave yeah. him out of the room. You see, even see- if he is the one like that, that's like, you know, doing the thing. You see so. the different different uh, stuff. Of people showing what happens when Aaron Rodgers throws an interception versus what happens when a regular quarterback throws an interception. Aaron Rodgers is yelling at the wide receiver. No, it's yeah. clearly his fault. And yeah. the guy's like, "My bad." Yeah, there you go. Um, Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Mac Jones, uh, the Patriots' current quarterback, might be in a bit of a jam if they can't get some wins, right? Are they looking looking at their QB situation there and trying to figure out if Mac is the future or not? Yes. Um, so two things happened. A, Belichick said that um, they asked him, you know, will Mac Jones be the quarterback? And he said, you know, we're just focusing on the next team. So they're 7-7, seven and seven, right? They're sitting... Uh, on the bubble at the eighth spot, right behind the six or eight and six Dolphins, uh, for the you know that's the team right above them uh, as far as wins are concerned. But they, if they can't figure out a way to get wins, I imagine Belichick brings Zappy back in because he's not the type of person that's going to commit to a, a, a any particular player. He wants you know proof that you're playing well. And Mac Jones hasn't been able to pull it together wins recently. They've been losing the last few games and things haven't been really working out the way you would hope. Uh, losing the, to the Raiders in a very sad fashion uh, on Sun or yeah, it was Sunday. I keep forgetting because there's Saturday and Sunday games now, but losing to the, you know, the Raiders and then the Arizona Cardinals the week before that. And things haven't been going the way you would want for this Patriots team. And it's been a question from the beginning of Zappy or Mac Jones or Tom Brady. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of where we're at at this point. Which of these three guys will will take the take the reins here? It kind of feels like there's a little bit of a split happening as um, 
as one of their offensive linemen, liked a post that said he'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady over Mac Jones. So the locker room seems a little divided now as well. So things are kind of pulling apart a little bit. Um, Belichick obviously won't commit. Uh, and when your coach won't commit, that proves that your job's a little bit in jeopardy, which uh, Belichick, anything's in jeopardy. That's how Tom Brady uh, came to be the quarterback that he is today because of that one injury. Uh, Mac Jones had an injury at the start of the season. Zappi played really well. They put Mac Jones back in. Mac Jones cannot get wins. They need wins to make it to the playoff. Belichick likes playing in the playoffs. He likes to win. Kind of feel like the door's opening for, you know, Mac Jones to be put back a little bit and, and bring the next guy up. Um, now, if that happens, you know, will you know, Mac Jones ask for a trade out? Will he try to go to the next location? What will happen? I mean, that's anyone's guess. But I think it's highly more likely that Mac Jones is second string um, at this point. I think it's really likely. I don't think there's a situation unless he's able to win enough games and get into the playoffs and do a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, after what happened last year, where the the the, um, the Patriots were embarrassed by the Bills, I think there's a possible, a very high possibility that after the season, Belichick moves on and puts Zappi in at least for the first few games of the next season to see how that would work and see where that all fits together and pieces together. Uh, the only other interesting part of that is you know Tom Brady circling around there. I don't know you know where he'll end up going if if, if he'll go back to t- uh, to the to the Patriots. If that happens, there's no question about it. He's going number one and, and, and Mac Jones may even slide to third, but he needs to, I think there's a lot at stake for the season for multiple young quarterbacks and Zach Wilson and in Mac Jones. Uh, I think they have a, you know, very interesting situation where they're trying to fight for their jobs. Uh, both of them are in critical condition. If you, if you want to say that uh, both of them could go either way at any point. Um, but I think at this point, it's kind of one of those situations where I believe Mac Jones at some point, I'm not even sure what could do it. It could be an interception. It could be a fumble. It could be a lost game. It could be multiple lost games. It could be anything where Belichick just says, okay, that's enough. You know, put the next guy in and let him play because the success that he's already had, that he's already had winning games, any game that he's played, I believe he's undefeated in those games uh, and played well when he was on the field commanding the offense. Uh, and Matt Jones, when he's on the field, yeah, he had a great um, rookie season, rookie campaign, uh, won a lot of games from God to the playoffs. But I think Belichick was mad about the way the, the, that ended, where they just looked embarrassed. And then they drafted another quarterback, which is just weird in its own right. Uh, and then, you know, you get to where we are now. Or, and then the beginning of the season, obviously, there was a little bit of controversy. And then get where we are now, with all that information, all that gathered, and who Belichick is in the past, it kind of feels like, you know, that's it's inevitable at this point, especially if he will not still not commit to Matt Jones as his starting quarterback uh, or say that he's the future or say something in the effect or the vein of, you know, his job isn't at least, you know, in jeopardy in its entirety. But it feels like right now that's where we're sitting right now with the Patriots. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of questions, you know, being asked Belichick every single week. Belichick's going to do his thing and sidestep those questions. But based off all the evidence, if Matt Jones does not win this week, I fully expect Zappi to come okay. in next week. Okay. All right, very good. Um, this weekend, we've got the Eagles playing who? Who do they play? Cowboys. Cowboy. Oh, that's okay. So this is where we get to see, are the Eagles for real or not? I think so. I think this game will tell us if— Are they ready to go? Are they ready to go win the whole thing? Right. Well, well Jalen Hurts is out, right? J- that's what I'm saying. Jalen Hurts is out. So this will prove how Whether much of this is really Jalen Hurts yeah. being great and how much of this is actually the team being a complete package. Yeah. So who's um, pe- who's 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 filling in for Jalen? It sounds like Gardner Minshew. Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. Was, Minshew. The was, mustache is back. <laughs> 
he was gone um, yesterday from practice just because of the Mike Leach funeral. I think he yeah. left that. Yeah. Uh, so that's why he was not there. But by the way, love Mike Leach. Yeah. Sad. It's sad. Yeah. Um, but I think that's it's an interesting situation. Uh, but I think if if he's if Garner Minshew's in, able to come in there and command the offense in a great way and you know do well against a really good Cowboys defense that can dominate anybody, especially a quarterback that hasn't played this year. Uh, but he's still able to do enough and, and play decently, and the defense is able to step up and and do what they need to do to make sure this the lead doesn't slide from a word that they don't fall too far. Then we know this Eagles team is legit and it's a real contender. Or Jalen Hurts, like I expect uh, or suspect, is a phenomenal quarterback and is making a pretender look like a contender. Um, where we're at this point, I don't know. I know Jalen Hurts is a really good quarterback, and I know this team has really good pieces. The problem is they've lost one time this season, I believe, at this point. I, let me check. Uh, I think it's one time because, yeah, it's 13-1. Uh, and one. So they've lost one time, meaning they've had one chance to try to fix what is broken. Because when you win, you can't fix what is broken because you don't see what's broken because you're winning and you're blinded by the fact that your team keeps, you know, racking up the win column and it's 13 to one. That's, that's great. That's, that's any team's dream. But in my opinion, wins aren't a great teacher. Losses are. Uh, and if you don't lose enough, you never know where you're at. And if you never know when you're at, you don't know how to fix it. And if you don't know where to fix it, you're on your way to crashing and burning in the playoffs because those teams have gone through the absolute ringer to get to the point where they're at. They weren't handed any wins. They had to fight for them. They had to go for them. Um, and even this Eagles team has ha- had some losses in there that were questionable that they shouldn't even be in that close of a game, especially that Colts game. That Colts game is something I go back to every time I think about this. But if you put Minshew in there, and he's able to command the offense in a correct way, and he's able to play well, and they're able to put points on the board, and the defense is able to pick up the slack in a way they have not done all year, then this team is legit. If they can't and they get slaughtered by the Cowboys with Garner Minshew's quarterback, which is an excuse that every Eagles fan is going to make when this game is all said and done, that's not the excuse you want to make. Because if this team is truly the 13-1 and team that they are bragging about and what their record says they are, then it doesn't matter who you plug in there. Because if you're 13-1, and that means every piece is flying on the, yeah. on the cylinder. Like They are perfect. They are humming. They are ready. But if you put another quarterback in there, because you don't know what the playoffs are going to hold. The playoffs, could anyone could be injured at any point, at any time, in any game. So if you cannot put another piece in there and succeed, that you're not on the path that you think you are. So I think this game is going to be huge for the, for the Eagles. Um, and every single facet, you know, where are their special teams at? Where's their line at? Where's their defense line at? Where's their cornerbacks at? You know, where's their quarterback at? Where's, where's everyone at at this point? Um and, you know, I think Jalen Hurts has done leaps and bounds better than he has in, in any of the last weeks that he's been that he's been playing. Uh, I don't think this is about that. I think this is really just about who this team's going to be for, you know, the next few years, where they sit in that front. You know, did they make the correct signings of all these players that they've added on top to make this defense stout? Is it, is it actually making them any better? Or are they just kind of, you know, Right on the coattails of AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. Is that where we're at at this point? Or are they actually, you know, becoming better and better and better and better? Or are they just, you know, sitting down where they are and just doing enough to prop them up a little bit? Um, so I think they didn't lose enough this season. And they will not be able to lose enough this season to prove that they have what it takes to, to make some wins and, 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 you know, get into a better situation. All right. Before we. Uh, before we wrap things up, I just want to talk for a second about the the current playoff picture. 
Yeah, so right now in the AFC, it's Bills number one. Okay. Chiefs number two. Okay. Um, and then the hunt is the Bengals, the Titans, the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Dolphins. Uh, and then on the bubble, the top three teams are the Patriots at seven and seven, the yeah. Jets at seven and seven, and the Jaguars at six and eight. That's okay. where they kind of sit there. Okay. So that's interesting. I, I the Bills and the Chiefs. I mean, the Bills are definitely going to win against the Bears, uh, and the Chiefs might win against Seattle. I mean, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. We'll see what happens there. Then you got the Eagles, who we just got finished talking about, sitting at thirteen and one. Then you got eleven and three Vikings, the ten and four. 49ers and the the Cowboys are the team, four teams that are locked up, right? The teams that are mm-hmm. uh, clinched playoff berth. In the hunt are the Bucks, sitting at six and eight, the eight and five Giants, and the seven six and one uh, Commanders. Then in the bubble, you got Seattle sitting at seven and seven, right? The Commanders are seven and six, and the Giants are eight and five. So there's a little bit of a chance to move in there. And then there's the Seattle Seahawks, the Lions, and then the Packers. They're sitting right outside of that. The Packers have the longest way to go at six and eight with a really hard rest of their schedule, while the Lions and the Seattle Seahawks are seven and seven with a good chance to moving in. So th- I think the NFC has a bigger chance for sliding. And, you know, the NFC or the AFC seems like it's this would be, if you asked me at the beginning of the season who would make it in, I would probably have said the Bengals, the Titans, the. Uh, the the uh, Dolphins and, and the um, and the Chargers would, would make it in. That's kind of what you know what I'd expect. I don't expect much sliding there, but that's the current picture with three weeks left. Things will change. We'll update you if they do. There we go. All right, listeners, we appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Uh, we are going to do an episode on Friday if all goes well. Otherwise, if we don't, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, have a great time off if you're taking time off. Have a great end of the year as we get ready to head into another year and do it all over again in 23. What do you think about that? Sounds great. All right. Um, So listeners, uh, we'll catch you next time. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening. See ya. God bless.